Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello, friends. Hello, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us here in the lounge. My name is Joseph Langlois. And I'm Ray Rosso. And this week, we're discussing the 1946 film, It's a Wonderful Life. Now, Ray, I know It's a Wonderful Life is widely loved by many families all across America. Mm, yes, yes. But could you please give our listeners a refresher on what happens? Yes, of course. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is a wonderful family film for all ages. Uh, it takes place in the Windy City. Uh-huh known as the Windy City in the film. It features single father. Oh, I'm very terrible with names, so we'll call him Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Um, and his three daughters, one of them played by Judy Garland. And I, 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 if I remember correctly, the premise is that this family is being torn apart because of their single father being very lonely and wanting a partner. Mm-hmm. And he's about ready to move across the country for this la- before this uh, last Christmas, which right. you know what? That's also a Christmas song. Um, and <laughs> the three daughters, gr- strict, strucken, stricken, strot, with despair. Uh, <laughs> strot is definitely a word. Yes. Um, try to prevent him from moving away and try to find him the perfect partner in this. Rom-com of a tragedy. Well, it's a rom-com. I think. Yeah, maybe it's you, also a Did rom-com. you see a European version or something? Because I, I might have been tired when hmm. I was watching it. Sure. Uh, but definitely, there's three sisters. Judy Garland sings that that tale is old as time song, not mm-hmm. the one from Beauty and the Beast, but uh, the other oh, one, I, the one from. It's I always life. say, I always say, White Christmas. No, it's um. White Christmas did White Christmas. Right. Uh, they did uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, mm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And that comes before the penultimate. That is the penultimate scene in the movie before the youngest sister, spoilers, dies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that quite. Now, perhaps this question can help us out here. What do you think of... <laughs> What do you think of uh, James Stewart's performance in this film? Oh, it was... Mm, I don't remember him being in that. Well... Oh, uh, was, was... Oh, he... He did... He was Santa. I forgot. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. James Stewart played Santa in yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. I'm so sorry. Uh, right. I, I think he could have been more jolly. Well, I'm not sure that we are remembering, uh, maybe there was a two-act version, and I only saw the first act. Um, Did you see the black and white version? Yes, the the black and white version is the truest form of watching it, in my humble opinion. Mm. So, it must have been the colored version for you, which clearly explains all of these differences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd let's rather go not ahead. say. Yeah, let's go ahead and um, give it a quick watch, and we'll be back in just a moment with some further thoughts about It's a Wonderful Life.
Don't touch that dial. Wait, wait, wait. We don't have time to do the intro song. This is a promo. Miles, yeah? introduce the show. All right. Uh, welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm Miles. I'm Mars. This is a podcast where each and every week we rediscover what makes music so special. Miles, what's the theme this promo? The theme this promo, the only promo, is a song that we think would be really good to use in a promo for our podcast. Mars, what's the song? The song is Thirst Shop by Macklemore because it's pretty recognizable. Hit that timer. 30 seconds. Go. All right. Uh, Thirst Shop by Macklemore came out in 2012. And you know why it's a great song to use in a promo for your podcast, Mars? Why is that? Because the song is so dumb that it forces you to listen to what we're talking about the only benefit to listening to thrift shop is knowing you're exactly three minutes and 52 seconds closer to death mars why do you think it's a great song to use that's really grim miles i haven't listened to songs since 2013 when it came out uh but i really actually like the beat i like the the weird vocal element to it in the beginning oh that's the timer oh no i, I wish you didn't talk about piss <laughs> yeah Macam- macklemore said piss macklemore said piss he also said gay rights he also did say gay rights Speaking of gay rights, you can find Artificial Ghost Radio on Lunar Light Studios at LunarLightStudio.com. Also at Spotify, iTunes, and wherever good podcasts are bought and sold. What are you buying, stranger? What are you selling? Come listen to us do the goblin voice every episode, I think. Well, listener, as I'm sure you have gathered by now, the premise of this podcast is that every week here on Mock Footage, Ray and I are going to discuss a movie that I am at least fairly familiar with, and that he has somehow never seen. And then we're going to watch the movie together, which we just did, uh, and and then we're going to pick his brain after his first viewing. Although I gotta say, Ray, it is a weird energy to bring into a, a <laughs> comedy podcast, because there's still tears on my face after watching I... that film. I was crying at the end. Hi. It's, Hi. it's me. It's Ray. I was crying. <laughs> yeah. So let's, I want to talk about, before we get into the whole nitty gritty of what I got wrong and what I got right, which is very few things, Um, I, I want to talk about this cathartic feeling at the end that was such a big payoff. Yeah. And I knew it was coming, but was done so well that the tears mm. just happened and I was just good yeah i tell you what ray i've seen this movie like 20 times still gets me every just, time i like i'm like all right not gonna get me this time i know what's gonna happen <laughs> like, it's because I, they torture you for 20 minutes they tortured they george so, for so long and it's so good like y- you know like we're gonna come back at some point and things will be okay but like i don't know the how the the movie set up and all the acting and like all the distress going on is was very real to me and i was freaking out mm-hmm. with george and then we come back and like so i'll ask it, you a question i asked earlier what did you think of james stewart's performance i love him <laughs> i love him so much did He's you like so how he good. portrayed santa claus he was such a good saint nick I was right about that. <laughs> Saint Nick, holy crap! <laughs> I so to me, this movie is kind of broken into three slash four ish parts. Yeah, and the first part is the opening and then getting to know the characters and building up, and then the second half is like 
setting up that tension with the money and the bank and the stuff. Yeah, then... it's like it's like kid time in the past and then adult time in the past. Mm-hmm. Like after he's grown, and then it's like Christmas Eve. Which, by and, the way, this is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie, <laughs> which you don't find out until the last 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, and then there's the, the part where we're in distress and it's an alternate world. Mm-hmm. And then the, 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 the ending, which... The payoff. Yeah, it's it felt like I was watching a lot of movies. <laughs> because mm-hmm. they're, they're mm-hmm. very distinct feels. There was, you know, that there I thought I was so watching There so many times, movie, especially toward movie. the end, where I'm like, you know... This, like, George Bailey is the the hero of this movie, and, like, all the things that he's going through, it's very right that he is as stressed out and going as crazy as he is. But to everybody else, he is a psychopath, and a convincing one at that. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it was very good, and it was nice to see, like, there are a lot of moments in the first and second parts where i'm like why like why are we learning this like it felt so erroneous and then as soon as we entered the alternate world i'm like oh here it is all like it sets us up for all these moments where like the whole bit where the narrative the narrative god was like and this is what happened to this person and this is what happened to this person and this is what happened to his brother. I'm like, why are we learning all these things about, like, the secondary characters? And then it all made sense mm-hmm. uh, when we entered that part. And then we entered the final stage where I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to come up with this money, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, are they going to get it back? Like, that'd be too hopeful. And then, like, are they going to give it to him? Like, because it doesn't seem like all these people have money. <laughs> ever and then they come to him anyway because he's just so great and just tears everywhere crying pay off mary i love mary bless her mary oh mary is so good yeah it was nice she was nice she was such a nice character yeah and she wasn't just like demoted to the wife you know she was very strong and i really like that about her Anyway, I'm going to start rambling about how I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, so, so bring us back in. Yeah, let's talk about it like in these segments here cuz I kind of took some notes on some things. Oh, no. There's the first the very first scene where you it's like an overview of different people in the town praying and you <laughs> asked if they were space witches. Listen, space witches? <laughs> <laughs> and then, not one minute later, you get the scene of the the angels talking, and uh, they're like represented as like planets and galaxies and stuff. And <laughs> you say, "Space is talking." I love this movie. So, did it Look. go from that beginning? Did it go where you expected? Like, were you it expecting would. a sci-fi thriller at that point? I wasn't. I was just like, so this is how they portrayed, like, like God and and Jesus and stuff. I guess back it, it, in the nineteen forties, <laughs> which was really interesting to me. Like, I never expected to see space and some stars and planets talking to each other, and it's Jesus, Joseph, and whoever else was the Clarence was there too. Joseph and Jesus wasn't in the picture. It wasn't God <laughs> I and Jesus. Jesus. It was uh, Joseph and somebody else. I don't know. 
Yeah, because Clarence referred to Joseph multiple times. There is this stodgy old man, like most well, of is... the people in this movie. Well, that's something I said in the movies, like the, the portrayal of religion with yeah. just o- old men. Uh-huh. I have an issue with. No, it's with... very fundamental. It's like so old, and that doesn't excuse it. And it's every time I watch this movie, it's it's gr- it grates on me, especially the first third or first half or so. Yeah, and it doesn't like let up exactly it doesn't get really better throughout the movie it's just less present and then there's other stuff going on right like uh, well so so i love annie love annie yes annie is so great probably one of the best characters in this yes, film at the she end had, like, uh, she lines. comes up to so at the end of the movie all the people that george bailey has touched in his life come to bail him out and give him money and Annie walks up to the basket and she says, I've been saving this money for a divorce if I ever get a husband. <laughs> and they do said, I love Annie. Bless her soul. <laughs> That's because it's Which is true. right and true. It's true. She deserves everything good. But, of course, you know, um, the, there's, you know, it's the 1940s and there's not a lot of black actors and annie is portrayed by a black woman in this kind of servant role and i'm like yeah yeah but i love her it's gross i really do and she's like definitely part of the family but she's still a servant and it's like not you know i don't know that was something growing up i'm like wait people have servants like that's normal this is the this is a normal view at a normal family you know like this is, right. this is weird, but you know um, I, I, you know I have to give it back to the time, but it still rubs me the wrong way. Definitely, um, definitely. But I and I have to bring it up. But anyway, so that so space space wishes, mm-hmm. <laughs> space w- wishes happen, and then what 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 was the next major thing I said? Um. Oh, during the Charleston contest, <laughs> you said, because uh, they're on, they're at a dance off, like they have to dance the longest out of anybody, and they you said I've heard that these dances could last up to twelve hours and people would die, and rather than reacting to that, I decided to write it down because I, <laughs> I didn't know how to <laughs> unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like forever dancing you know it's just i thought i've heard about that before about people in dance competitions and like passing out and being very injured yeah um and i want to say that's true and not something i made up in my head <laughs> no i've heard it too i just don't okay. know it's, if it's true i just okay it was just you, that was the I, first thought i had i think you had a very um appropriate reaction to <laughs> Uncle Billy's pet bird, and as it's later revealed, his just wildlife that lives with him, I guess. Yeah, I, what, what? I don't know if the bird is his pet, or if, like, he's the bird's pet. I don't, okay, so, at first I thought it was a black bird, it might have been a raven or a a raven. and I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, is this, is this, like, symbolism for something? And then, no, it was just a bird that was there. Just a bird. The whole time. And then squirrels, also, like, it was... It was wild. And, like, there's a bunch of, like, very small moments that, like, say a lot about yeah, the side characters that I really appreciate. Yeah, a lot of stuff that characterizes these people in very real ways. Like, the, I there was something that was said, and I can't remember it anymore. I, I think it was, 
I don't know if it was about Uncle Billy. I can't remember, but, like, George said something about their past or something that we didn't see. And I'm like, wow, that just changes my whole, like, thinking about this yeah. character. And that happened a lot with mm-hmm. um, the side characters. And it yeah. was very nice. You, uh, early in the movie, like, so much happens so fast. And I, there's so many layers to, and there's so many different storylines going on. Like, there's, like, the the financial heartache there and like there's the there's George's like desire to get out of town there's the love story and like all these things are happening at the same time but it's and it seems it's like chaotic and it's hard to make sense of especially on your first watch but that's also how life is I was saying that's how like a day in your life would be yeah you you really see how he gets all of this stuff like piled onto him and how he kind of he, he's always under stress for pretty much his entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes to a head, obviously. Um, some other things you said that struck a chord with me. Uh, <laughs> um, no. When Harry comes home from war and he has a wife, they're like celebrating at the house. And um, their mom, Mrs. Bailey, comes out onto the porch with George, who's feeling kind of down because... Um, everyone else's life is kind of developing and he keeps getting put behind and he, mm-hmm. he keeps having to like take care of everyone else. Um, and he keeps having to put his life on hold and his mom's like, you should go talk to Mary. And she's just like playing matchmaker a hundred percent. And you, you said, I love this mom. <laughs> Like, she was great. She, she was very supportive, but also knew what George needed to do because he was, it was, he was scared and unwilling to take the next step because of all these, you know, setbacks in his life. Mm-hmm. And here's this quiet moment with his mom where she's like, it's okay. Go, go, go after what you want for a bit. It's all right. And it was nice. And she was, she was just there like, hey. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of like let let me into your heart for a bit. Yeah. And it was it was very endearing to me. <sighs> you said about at least 20 times um basically <laughs> whenever Mr. Potter was on screen, kill him. Murder yes. that man. Mhm. Don't like that character. He's terrible. Hate him. He's such a good villain. Here's what I love. He doesn't get his just desserts. Yeah. At least we that we need to. Because he doesn't need to. Because I don't care. Yeah. And we shouldn't care that much about him. But every time he was on screen, I'm like, somebody chloroform him. I don't care. (laughs) Get rid of him. And then, and and then at the end, it's like it doesn't matter. Like he can keep being this negative, terrible puss bag, and (laughs) everyone else can just move on with their life because. Uh, at the end of the day, all that negativity didn't matter. I mean, you know, maybe that's a little idealistic, obviously, but but it's, it's still... a good message to have. Yeah, because like if you keep that negativity in your life, or if you succumb to that negativity, like mm-hmm. it'll only bring you more misfortune. And right. th- that's what I really liked about his character is that he, that's what he represented. And in the end, he he didn't even show up after yeah. his big scene. Yeah. Of just taking the money, which was he just took the so... money, and then you think about it, he has like eight thousand more dollars, and like, what what does he have now? Like, right, a, like a more money that 
doesn't matter to him because he already had so much money that $8,000 isn't a difference. Mm-hmm. There's and... a couple things about Mr. Potter that I want to know. Okay. Uh, one, how did he upkeep his chair so well? Mm-hmm. Um, two, was the butler man actually his father? These are things that I that will yeah. keep me up at night. <laughs> I think... Um, there's some weird psychic connection happening between him and the butler man, it's the chair weird. pusher. It was weird. I was also like half expecting the butler man to show up at the end and just give back the eight thousand dollars. Yeah, he he was bad. But any like in the end, you just gotta let it go. And it and that's it was so heartwarming to see everybody rally around George, especially after he like he had his mental and physical breakdown. Yeah. And Mary was like, something's wrong with my husband, help. Yeah. And everybody came to his aid. Yeah. Everybody that he has touched in some way. And it was very beautiful. And I'm tearing up again because <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Take take over. At, at, what oh, there was one holes? more thing that I wanted to mention for me. And that is the performance of the worker at the bridge house. Um, like <laughs> after, So Clarence the Gurning Angel jumps in the river and George saves him. Uh, and they're drying out their clothes in this house with this this worker who had been work- working at the drawbridge drawbridge gatehouse basically, and every time like Clarence says something about an angel, he just gets these bug eyes, and then after he he gets past a certain point, and he like falls out of his chair, and he looks absolutely terrified, and it's it's just a very convincing performance, and it's very hilarious. It, it was me. very good, and they didn't need to have him there, but I'm so glad no. that they did. Yes. Like, there are a lot of scenes in this movie where, like, the extra characters just are around, and uh-huh. they react in a very realistic way, and it was, it made the movie feel more realistic to me, and yep. it was you know compared to what we have today where every line is said perfectly and everybody's in the right spot at the right time on the screen it it's a little dirtier yeah and it's cool i like it i don't watch a lot of older movies like that so yeah me neither well as we will learn i don't watch a lot (laughs) there's well yeah (laughs) there is definitely problems with it but just the way that it's written and the way that it's acted hold up i think um and the story like the message is it's a good one and it's it's heartwarming and it's something that you like you gotta you need to hear and it's one of those things where like it's the kind of thing i watch it and i'm like oh yeah i definitely still quote this like oops (laughs) oh my god you talked about the the boil on the neck and You've talked about that before, and I heard Mr. Potter say it, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you got that from him. Been a boil Icky. on my neck for long enough. Ugh. What, a, what a horrible old man. What a horrible old man. Props to the actor who played him and just yes. made him so sleazy in the best ways. Yeah. Um. So what else did I say in, in the first half of this that did not track? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about the discrepancies. Well, first of all, he wasn't a single father. Uh-huh. Um, Ju- also, Judy Garland was not. <laughs> Garland was not in this film. You were dead convinced she was. Like that wasn't a bit. I you thought for real she was thought, in this movie, right? I swear, Judy Garland was in this movie and saying, "Have yourself a merry little Christmas." And now, it's a different Christmas movie that I'm thinking of for sure, unless unless I'm being mixed up in my brain about other things. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Boy, maybe, oh boy. 
Okay, Judy Garland was not here. Mm. Although there were a bunch of beautiful women who were very strong. Um, and there was also Christmas singing, so I did get that part. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you didn't say a whole lot else. Like, he he did have kids, he didn't have three daughters, but pretty close. I was close. He had small children. Um, um, uh, there was a Nick in this movie. There was a Nick in this movie. Wasn't the main character. Nope. But he was pretty cool until he wasn't in the alternate reality. Oh, here's something that I liked also, is that there were just brief snippets of all the actors getting to play different characters in that reality. Yeah. And it was, it was like, I could see the glee in their eyes. The glee in their eyes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I I'm gonna say this a lot probably, so get ready. I'm surprised I haven't watched this before. <laughs> I am too. I do like that it, the film is steeped in a lot of like American history. Yeah. Um. And not I, not so sure how I feel about the angels being so excited about the American soldiers killing all the Nazis. Like, yeah, for sure, Nazis are bad, but I don't really think that the that I don't think that heaven was as partial in World War Two as this movie made them out to be. Well, you know, we'll talk about World War Two propaganda films later. <laughs> I guess. And but even that comes around because, like, at the end of the movie, you find out that you know Harry died because George wasn't there to save him. So then all of the people on the American uh, cargo or the carrier died, and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's this it's this snowball effect that all comes together and it's it works uh i really like the bit where i just learned about or the audience learns about economy yeah and and banking (laughs) like i've learned a significant amount of about like loans and banking from this film it was really strange but it does go in with the idea of building new settlements in this in this era and you know you know building up cities that are just new and making new new suburbs and stuff like that and it i i both loved and hated the fact that mr potter was there because he was such like that character of yes like people did this god i hate the fact that people did this yeah but he wasn't like he wasn't a character even he definitely 100 percent just represented the idea like he was the idea of capitalism oh yeah like A hundred percent. He is the pigs at the end of Animal Farm. He and he embodied it perfectly. Um, and it's weird how I don't I don't know if that it's intentional, but it is weird how anti-capitalist this movie is. But here's the thing about Mr. Potter too, and I keep talking about him even though I hate him so much, is that he was never like evil, sinister. He was just bad. Oh, I think he was pretty evil, sinister. Like keeping the well, money. Well, keeping like, the money, yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty terrible. That was wild. Like he knew what it would do, and then to just rub George's nose in it when he had the solution. There, like it was an honest mistake. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't like he hadn't won. You know, mm-hmm. he he kept trying to do things, and George kept outplaying him. And the only way that he would he won and he didn't even win was by cheating Mm -hmm. so so here's the thing that i really enjoyed about his presence also is that when we went to the alternate reality i keep calling it that i don't Mm -hmm. know angel vision i guess Uh um is that we get to see the effects of him 
and his reign, yeah. but we never get to see him ever again. And that made his like his role even worse. Yeah, to me I wonder if he. I wonder if he died in the alternate. Like, it doesn't know, matter because the after effects are still there because George wasn't right. there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have anything to live for anymore because. <laughs> don't don't try to redeem Potter as the antagonist we needed. <laughs> it's not redemption. It's it's the only thing he has is a revenge story. It really is. He even talks about it. I didn't realize we were going to get into theory crafting on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I'm sorry. Let's let's rein it really back in. Yeah. Let's let's um, uh, wrap it up here. Um, Ray, I, this has been your first watch of this film. It's a Wonderful Life. Would you watch it again? Yes, I would. It's very very mostly heartwarming and cathartic. <laughs> And would you recommend it to somebody else who has never seen this movie before? Oh, yes, I would. Uh, All right. If I know any friends that haven't seen it, I'll be like, okay, listen, start a listen. podcast <laughs> <laughs> about movies <laughs> you haven't seen before and start with It's a Wonderful Life. No, it. I would, yes. All right. Well, that's all I can hope for. I. A, there's going to be an eclectic mix on this pod on this podcast of the movies that we're going to watch, but my hope is that most of them are worth seeking if you haven't. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad that you know I, I didn't do you a disservice today by making you watch this old old movie. I was worried about it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was worried because I knew nothing about this film, and then yeah. I cried very hard at the end. Yeah. So here we are. Well, thank you all for sticking with us. Uh, Next week, we are going to be talking about Black Panther. And, Ray, do you remember the year that that one came out? Yes, uh, 2018, I think. Mm, Uh, Black Panther, the Marvel movie, yes? Probably, yes. Yeah, that one. Okay, because I have not seen that one, but I have seen the documentary about the Black Panthers. (laughs) But we're not talking about that one. No, we're not. (laughs) <laughs> Although maybe we should off off air. We'll talk yeah. about that one. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, 2018 Black Panther. I think. Um, look forward to it. Uh, thanks for listening. Say hi to us, please. Uh, if you want to suggest us a movie that's on our list that I haven't seen, I guess we can give you some credit or something. We'll we'll make a list i don't yeah. know you just send us a suggestion <laughs> of a movie we should do and if it just so happens that i know it well and ray's never seen it and we already were planning on talking about it then we'll mention your name so yeah, here, go ahead here, here's what we do send us um send us uh who your favorite character your favorite moment is and it's a wonderful life uh you yeah. can contact us at Mock footage on Twitter or mockfootage at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave us a review or a rating and what we did good, what we did bad, and we'll, we'll talk about it on the show because we only want to get better. Yeah, let me know the first time you cried when you watched it. Like, like what, what scene is the one that made you first cry? Because it changes for me every time. <laughs> and it's usually for the rest of the movie once it starts. <laughs> oh. Wait, so when did you cry for the first um, time? For the first time, this time, it was actually before, because I knew it was going to happen, it was before he, cha- he changed his life, before Angel Vision Aww. happened. Uh, I think it was when he was a Zuzu. Oh, um, yeah, that was a good scene. Mm, yeah. That was a, 
everything about the family scenes were very good to me. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's this episode. Yeah, um, thank uh, thank you to Lunar Light Studio, hopefully for ho- hosting us. Maybe um, <laughs> go and check out their shows, all of them, any of them, every our single shows, one of guess. them, every one of them. The let's see, this is coming out a while from now, but uh, let me just look at the list here. Badvertising. Uh, that's released by now, so go listen <laughs> to it because it's very funny. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's probably going to be great. And here's the part where we do an outro that we haven't figured out yet. Um, here, let's, oh yeah, let's, we don't have a sign off. Yeah, let's talk about it real quick, and maybe we can come let's up workshop with something here. Yeah, real quick. Should we um, just make it a line from this movie? Yeah. How about? You've Joseph. been a boil on my neck <laughs> no. for long enough. No, how about how about just any scene where a character is repeating somebody's name over and over with moans? Bert, Bert, Mary, 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 Mary. Joseph, oh Joseph, <laughs> help me, Joseph, Nick, Nick. There it is. There it is, Ray. Give me the <laughs> give me the sign off. <laughs> okay, help me, Joseph. Help me, Joseph. Lunar Light Studio Pretty, witty, and gay